talk to us. Thank you very much, honorable members. Are there any apologies other than the apology of Ms. Mahau, Mr. Kaso? Madam Speaker, uh, I should apologize for the Deputy Speaker. Deputy Speaker, yes, is out of the country. So we have two apologies. Thank you very much, Mr. Kaso. Honorable Speaker, I'm sorry, I did not raise my hand. Uh, The apology for Honorable Deputy Chair, I deputy of the majority party. She 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 she's 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 uh, traveling. She's unable to connect. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Chief Whip of the Majority Party. May we now look at the agenda? There, those are matters on the agenda. Would you like us to add an agenda or anyone for amendment of the agenda or additions to the agenda? Madam Speaker. Yes. Madam Speaker, um, the Speaker had received a request from the Deputy Chief Whip of the uh, opposition for an item to be placed on the agenda. Um, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, honourable members, you recall, and this has been raised even here at the meet. I think no, in a previous, in another meeting, a, a request from Ms. Kwahube uh, has been received for inclusion of item, uh, a scheduling and discussion of the Zondo Commission report. Once the the report has been received from the president. This matter, I propose that we deal with it when we deal with the parliamentary program or after the consideration of the parliamentary program. Is that agreed, honorable members? Agreed, Speaker. If it is agreed, thank you very much. Shall we then proceed to look at the minutes of the meeting of the 3rd of March? Honorable members, are there any any, uh, corrections to the minutes? None. May you please move for the adoption of the minutes, honorable members? Sheikh Imam, Sheikh Imam moves. Sheikh Imam, thank you very much. I will second that, honorable speaker. Yeah. You may take the floor. I will second that. It's Singh. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Singh uh, seconds the adoption of the the minutes. Honorable members, may we now proceed to deal with matters arising out of the minutes. I do have a matter here, which I have uh, noted, which is arising, and that is the an issue we discussed at the last meeting with regards to 
alternative venues for scheduling uh, the National Assembly sittings. That matter is currently before the Chief Whips Forum for Processing, and uh, the Programming Committee will receive that report after the Chief Whips Forum has finalized its discussions on the matter. But as I had indicated earlier on, honorable members, this is not a matter which uh, we can safely say we'll be able to, to do in the immediate or in the medium term. It's going to be a long haul before we can have a fully fledged meeting where all sitting where all members attend because of not just the national state of disaster, because I think now an impression is being created it is that it is because we have the hybrid sittings in our rooms as a result of the national state of disaster. Even if the national state of disaster is lifted, honorable members, we will continue to have a problem because for now we have to seek alternative venues for our sittings. So I thought I, I, I should make that point because we really coming under pressure to, to find uh, alternative venues. That matter is being dealt with. Please bear with us, honorable members. And then the other matter which comes under matters of arising is the scheduling of the two motions, honorable members of no confidence, uh, in the president and in cabinet. I will uh, provide a feedback, but for now, we are proposing the date of the 30th of March, honorable members, 30th of March, for this, uh, both the debate and the voting for, uh, for these uh, two uh, motions of, of which have been submitted by both the ATM and, and by the by the Democratic Alliance. Now, honorable members, there is another matter as well, which arises, which is that of list of matters that lapsed at the end of 2021. And just to indicate to honorable members that the lapsed business at the end of 2021 has since been revived, as you would know. That's it, honorable members, on my side from matters arising, on matters arising. Are there any other matters from your side which are matters arising from the minutes of the third, honorable members? Honorable Speaker, it's, yes. it's Singh. It's a uh, thing. Were, were you were you able to meet uh, our two ladies and have a discussion, or is that something still work in progress? Our schedule, our meeting is scheduled for Monday, Monday or Tuesday. I think Tuesday morning. Fifteenth, ma'am. Fifteenth. Tuesday. Tuesday, ma'am. Tuesday morning at ten in my office. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. May we proceed? Are there any other matters arising? If there are none, honorable members, then we proceed with the items on the agenda. Madam yes. Speaker, there's a hand from 
There's a hand from the Deputy Chief Report of Opposition. Okay, Deputy Chief Report of Opposition. I'm, I'm really sorry, Honorable Members. Bear with me this morning. My system is not doing well. I'm using something different, and I can hardly see where your hands are when you raise them. I'm even battling to get the list of participants. So uh, my sincere apologies. Uh, so Deputy Chief Whip of the Opposition, Ms. Kwakube. Thank you very much, Speaker. I just wanted to, for clarity, are we going to get back to the the the, the matter that you've just raised about the motions a little bit later in the meeting? Is there a matter you would like to raise in relation to the motions? Yes, I could. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. because you you'll remember it's in it's been minuted um, that I did also request that when we have the announcement on the date from yourself that we have an indication of how we're going to what the voting mechanism is going to be considering the current hybrid um, setup which essentially puts the powers of voting on the whips and not on individual members considering that this Absolutely. is a I think I made an error there I should have indicated up front that both motions will be voted openly honorable members I hope I'm understood on the 30th of March when we conduct uh, this uh, vote on these motions, the voting will be open, which will make things easy for our whips and it will make it things easy for all parties, honorable members. Agreed, honorable members, we then proceed. Madam uh, Speaker. Yes, honorable member. Dr. Mulder, Speaker, I've raised my hand. I just want to make sure. If you yes. say the vote, if you say the vote will be openly, I guess it first means it won't be a secret ballot. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, I guess you are also saying that the whips will pronounce on behalf of members, and members will not pronounce openly themselves in terms of where they vote. My understanding has always been that if we vote, the whips will pronounce on the votes. However, if there's anyone who want to vote differently from the position of their parties, then members will feel free to do so. Inshallah, Speaker, thank you very much. That, that is how it's supposed to be. Thank you very much, we second that. Thank you, Dr. Mulder, and thank you, uh, Chief Whip of the Majority Party. Is that clear, honorable members? Then otherwise we proceed to the next item on the agenda. Um, Madam uh, Speaker, my hand is up. It's uh, it's Tasha speaking. It's okay. Uh, let me just indicate to members, if your hand is up, just indicate, just talk, because my system doesn't show here. Uh, you know, it's a new system which I've just started today, so I can't even see where people are raising their hands. Thank you very okay. much. Um, you may proceed. Th thank you very much, um, Madam Speaker, and I, um, I hope that your system, uh, uh, it's very difficult to learn a system, so I hope you learn how to use it quickly. Mine, I'm still learning how to use mine. Technology is not a friend of mine. Um, Madam Speaker, um, I take you back to the case of uh, uh, Lindy, it was Mazibuko versus the, the Speaker of Parliament, and I think it was dated uh, nine. 
2012, if I'm not mistaken. And it was the case of the, the secret ballot when it came to a motion of no confidence. And in that particular judgment, it was said that parties, um, when afforded a vote um, of a nature where they could receive um backlash from their political party should their views not be the same as their political party, um, then the ballot had to be secret. And there has been some further law um, that we have asked for, some legal precedents that we have asked for um, since then that has looked at further ways of doing uh, secret ballots. Now, you'll remember also the vote that was done when we voted for whether or not we would um, establish an ad hoc committee to look into the fitness uh, of the public protector to hold office. That was also done via a secret ballot, and it was for the, the very same reason. So, Madam, Madam Speaker, I'm afraid that I'm very concerned that an open vote um, on an issue such as this will be very, very concerning um, to many members of, of Parliament. And I don't think that it will be fair. I would ask of you to please um, get a legal opinion from your own legal services. Um, I will be getting a legal opinion from um, the Democratic Alliance's legal services. And then perhaps what we could do is then compare um, the, the legal advice that we get um, and sit around a table and come to a compromise that might be um, more more appealing to to parties because at this stage an open vote on something like this I think could be uh, really I mean we, we we might as well be be wasting our time because political parties I mean we've always said you know if you vote against your party we, we have a joke inside Parliament um, how long would you like to stay around for um, if you if you vote against your your party line. So, um, Madam Speaker, I wonder if we could do that, both get uh, legal opinions and then come together and have a look at what the legal opinion says. Well, Honorable Mazzoni, I, I, I wouldn't come and, and, and preside on this meeting with a position without uh, seeking a legal opinion. I have been discussing with my legal team. My legal team has given me advice which I believe is correct. And as far as I'm concerned, the environment in Parliament currently is not toxic at all. There's a whole lot of issues which we have and, and, and occasions where we've debated issues. Not only that, you'll recall, we've just come out of an election. Right now, there is a Zondo Commission which has been uh, published uh, by the Office of the President, which was the President's report and the President's initiative. That Zondo report is to be presented here in Parliament in June, and that Zondo report will be discussed here openly because it has been already, it is already on the, on the website of the presidents. So in my view, if all of those matters could be done, it should not be a problem to actually vote and uh, on the basis of your conscience, whether you vote your party position or not. And it is for that reason that I have taken the decision that we will vote uh, secretly. We will vote on the same day. But of course, this will, these are two different issues. The one was raised by the ATM, and it was a vote of no confidence on the president. 
and you'll recall that the former speaker actually was taken to court for refusing to grant a secret ballot. But the court said that still remains the prerogative of the speaker to take a decision. However, what was missing in that application, which was made in response to the, the ATM, which had taken her to court, what was missing is that there were no reasons given to the court why we could not have this, uh, this, this vote in secret. So we needed, I think the speaker then needed to justify why it would be an open vote. I have since done that. I have granted the ATM reasons why I believe that uh, it would be in the interest of, of transparency, of, of our democracy in parliament, that we exercise this freedom openly and, and, and that there will be no, I've not heard of an intimidation of members. Uh, now that's the first thing we need to do. Bearing in mind fully the, the issue, the case you referred us to, which is the Mazibuko case, uh, which was which had set indeed a legal precedent, but that does not prescribe to the executive authority how a particular vote should be conducted. That, that, that's number one. The second matter is the vote of no confidence by the DA on members against uh, the members of the executive, minus the president. In that case, again, I have granted, and in that case, all you have raised is that the members of the executive should not participate in the process. And I have ruled that the members of the executive will participate in the discussions, in the debate, and will also participate in the vote because they are first and foremost members of parliament before they're appointed members of the executive. Now, and everything and everything I bring here, even as, as I'm informed by my political views on the matter as, as a politician and who's also a speaker, but I do consult the legal team, and the legal team has agreed that the position I am articulating here is a correct one. Speaker, I've had my hand up. Yes, Honorable uh, Kwahube. Mine too, Kwahube, thank you. Honorable Kwahube, you have the floor. Thank you, Speaker. Uh, speaker, um, I hear I hear your point, and uh, I take the point about the legality of, uh, of 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 your decision. But I do want to just zone in on on the particular motion about the the the, the cabinet uh, speaker. The reality is that there can be things that may be legally sound, but that may not make any sense when it comes to the issue of accountability and the issue of how we have to do our jobs. It makes absolutely no sense, Speaker, to ask that the cabinet that has to essentially whose futures are on the line has to vote for themselves in a motion that concerns themselves. And they have to vote for themselves through the whip that is in the in parliament. 
And it makes absolutely no sense, Nika, for a constitutional motion of this kind that is as serious as this one, that you would allow for whips to be in control, in effect, of vote me voting mechanisms. Secret ballot aside, Speaker, the reality is that in Parliament at the moment, the chief whip will stand up and basically round up what the numbers are. People, even on a vote of conscience, are not able to, to put down their names and say what they are voting for. And to allow the executive to vote for themselves in a motion that concerns themselves while, wait, while it may be legally sound, Speaker, makes absolutely no sense and makes a sham of this entire process. And so really, Speaker, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking that this be reconsidered. I mean, I think that it completely defeats the purpose of the motion. And I think that Parliament is not going to be covering itself in glory when it comes to doing this and doing this properly. Thank you. Standing as you've been making reference to the law, but you can't deny people the right to vote because allow, the law allows them to do so. Okay. Otherwise, what basically this means is that if you want to this to take this matter on a review, the decision, you are free to do so. For now, the ruling which I am making is that both motions will be voted for debated and voted on the 30th of March, and that it will be expected that it will be all members of parliament will avail themselves, whether on a virtual system, because for now we are still on a virtual system, on a hybrid system, because the rules provide for a hybrid system. Uh, there was a hand after me. It was my hand, it was my hand to pay me much dinner. Thank you very Next much. Speaker, Madam Speaker, I will I will take a list of all the hands that are up and then I will Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Klaso. Honorable Machotina, followed by Honorable Kwangwa. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker, and good morning to all colleagues. Honorable Speaker, we second your ruling that you let um, uh, voting be on uh, an open vote where the, the political party chief whips vote on behalf of their members. And the rules are very clear. If there is any member who wishes to vote against his or her own party, that member is given that opportunity. I don't, I don't understand why, why, why this argument now. And secondly, if my, if my collection is, is, is correct, I don't remember us uh, using a secret vote uh, when we, when we were processing the, 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 the issue on, uh, on, on, on public protector. I remember I remember very well voting on behalf of my of my of my party, and for that matter, I know how many uh, were not on the on the platform. So um, uh, we support a speaker that let's go ahead on the 30th for both motions, voting openly as per the rules of a uh, hybrid. Thank you very much. Honorable Machotina, before I allow you, Mr. Kwangwa. Uh, because I realize that all of the hands which are here are likely to raise the same matter. May I just make a proposal that now that I have ruled on the matter, that members, honorable members, are free to make a formal submission on the matter rather than for us to spend time discussing this matter at this meeting. 
Agreed. Thank you very much. Somebody says agreed. A disagreed speaker. I disagree. Uh, it disagrees, speaker. This what? exact forum that we must discuss this matter. What? What are you, wait, hold on. What are you disagreeing with? Your proposed submission, submission of a formal uh, a formal submission on the matter? I, I'm disagreeing, Speaker, with you, your ruling that people must now no longer make them express themselves and simply put a submission because of the interest of time. This is the forum that we must discuss these matters and members of parliament must express themselves and in addition, make formal representations if they want. I do Honorable agree. Speaker. Yes, thank you, Honorable. Uh, let me go back to my list then, Honorable Singh. Let me start with Honorable Kwangwa, Kwangwa, and then yourself, Honorable Singh. Uh, uh, Madam Speaker, after Honorable yeah. Kwangwa, it was Honorable Papo, then Honorable Singh, and then Honorable Mote. Okay. Honorable Kwangwa. Speaker, yes. I was also going to disagree with the proposal that we we discontinue the discussion and make a formal submission because it's important that we express our views here that members of the public understand and our, and our supporters also get to know what our position is on this matter. For us who took the, uh, the speaker, you'll recall, former Speaker Balek Ambeta, uh, to the Concord on the second ballot matter, there is no way that we can support an open ballot on a matter as important as this one. Uh, we think that uh, parties that are pushing for a suggestion that a, a, a second ballot be held uh, are allowed to make further submissions to yourselves about issues and other factors that would necessitate the need for a second ballot before you make your final determination, Speaker. But if you are saying you've already made the ruling and people are... Uh, uh, allowed, obviously, to take the matter on review, I think then political parties would have to explore that option. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwangwa. Honorable Papo, followed by Honorable Singh. I think the, the Chief Whip has expressed uh, a view uh, which uh, I would support. But it's very interesting, after the vote of the public protector, there were parties which wanted to know uh, parliament to give them an, a national assembly to give them a list of how people, how many people were actually present and so on. It was interesting because uh, I, with, I thought that the hybrid rules allowed for people to express their views in a particular way. And then that uh, if they don't want to, they can actually express it. It can be, you can't pick and choose uh, on issues. Uh, there may be members who do not agree who may not have agreed on that matter, and they, many of the parties here agreed that we should do it in a hybrid form through the chief whip. I don't understand why it, doesn't, why it now happens. And there were split opinions even on that one. But it went ahead, we did, and, and there was no train smash. And I think uh, what Member Kwangwa said, that uh, if you're, you're ruling it's uh, made, parties must then explore other options. Um, there's no way we're going to change from what happened when we voted for the for the public protector. Um, I mean, the issue of the public with the, with the section 194 uh, committee. Thanks. Actually, we're voting for the the, the 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 report from the independent panel. 
which led to the establishment of the Section 194 Committee, which now operates. There was no secret ballot there. Thank you very much, Honorable Papo. Honorable Singh. No, thank you very much, Honorable Sheikh, and good morning. I'm also having some gadget problems this morning because of load shedding. But let me say, Honorable Speaker, uh, today is the first time that we've heard what your view and your ruling is, which you are entitled to give. Now, having received that, I can only say on behalf of my party that I note your ruling. I have what is called a caucus. I will take the matter to my caucus and see whether they want to take this matter any further or not. I don't think it's fair for me uh, to hold a mandate for caucus and want to debate this issue uh, and, and, and present my own personal view on the matter. So I would suggest that we have two weeks. Uh, now that we have an official ruling from yourself, we have two weeks to write to your office and say we agree or we don't agree and provide uh, evidence and legal opinions why we say one or the other. So I would like to suggest to colleagues that we leave the matter at that, take it to our caucuses, and then the opportunity to liaise with your office is not closed. Uh, to us because you've given a proposed date for the 30th of March, which is two weeks from now. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. I, I honestly am of the view that you've provided guidance on the matter because all members who are part of the programming committee belong to caucuses. And this is the first time that I have pronounced on the matter at this meeting. I would have really expected members to take these matters back to their caucus. I have given you adequate time to engage on the matter because I have sensitized you about this three weeks, three weeks, we are at three weeks before the, the date of the 30th, where we'll discuss the matter. And I wish to, if it is possible, honorable, honorable members could actually uh, take your counsel and 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 do as such as well, honourable members. Rather than for us to be engaging on this matter here and now, even before you've gone back to your caucuses to report the matter, for all you care to know, may, your caucuses may take a different view on the matter. I'm just I'm just thinking. I don't know. Is there another hand, uh, uh, Mr. Castle? Yes, Madam Speaker, in the hand of Honorable Melda, then Honorable Heron, followed by Honorable Melda. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Good morning, colleagues. Um, yes, thank Madam, you, Madam Speaker, no, I'm, I may stand to be corrected, but if I'm, I'm not, if I'm not sure, I think it's the first time that we deal with a motion of no confidence during the rules that apply in terms of virtual sittings. I don't know, I can't remember that we've dealt with a motion of no confidence, so that's a little bit different. The second point I would like to make is that you've made a ruling, and I understand that, but normally um, views are heard before a ruling is made, but you've made the ruling, I understand that, and I respect that. I can't think that you would have made the ruling, and you've also indicated that you've made the ruling after having received legal advice from the legal department of parliament. My question would be, is it possible to have that legal advice being made public or made available to the, to the members of this committee? Thank you very much, Honorable Melda. I think somebody is, is, is uh, talking. Um, no, that's that's fine, Madam. 
Yes, my question would just be if you could make that legal advice that you've received in terms of which you've made the uh, determination, if that could be made available, please, because it would assist if, if parties would like to take the matter further or not. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Melda. Um, is there another hand? Before yes, the I hand is Honorable uh, Heron, followed by Honorable uh, Frolic, and then Honorable uh, Sheikh Imam. Okay, Honorable Heron, followed by Honorable. Uh, the, um, I think your, your legal advice is correct. The Constitutional Court did prescribe. Um, that the speaker um, must exercise the decision making as to the process for these kinds of votes, but that the decision must be one uh, based in rationality. So you have invited parties now to make submissions to you. So then I assume that you haven't made a final decision if you're going to consider those submissions. Um, you will make a final decision. I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm trying to now interpret where we are in terms of the process. If you are inviting submissions from parties, then I assume that you will make a final decision once you receive those submissions. Thank you very much, Honorable Heron, but assist me. Uh, Honorable Frolic. No, good morning, Honorable Speaker. Honorable good morning, Honorable Speaker, and good morning, Honorable Members. Honorable Speaker, um, in terms of the process, um, I'm, I'm quite sure you have applied your mind um, in terms of the legal advice and to come to the decision that you have taken and that you have conveyed this morning. Earlier, there was an honorable member who indicated that if parties are not happy with the decision, then there are other avenues that can be ex uh, uh, explored. But uh, as matters stand now, um, a decision has been taken by your office based on the legal advice that is there. And of course, political parties then can decide how they want to deal with the matter. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Frolic. Um, I also have my hand up, Speaker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. please allow me to invite Honorable Imam Shreve. Yeah, thank you, uh, Honorable Speaker. Honorable Speaker, there is a case study here. There is a Concord judgment in this matter, in the case of the former prayer, uh, Speaker of Parliament. Now, uh, uh, you know, I'm finding it difficult to understand that if the judgment clearly indicated that it's up to the speaker to decide that. Yes, I can understand that one ha has to look at the circumstances which might be a little different. But you've made it very clear that those that want to vote differently to their parties also have that option as well. But I think lastly, what I want to say is given the fact that you now, and I want to support what Honorable Singh is saying, that we represent other members. Let us get back to our caucuses. Let us go and report based on what you have just told us and come back with our submissions and then take a final decision from there. But I can, uh, I can very clearly state that based on the previous judgment, the prerogative lies in the office of the speaker. And uh, and I don't believe there's much we can do about that. So let us go back to our caucuses, come back, make our submissions and take it forward. It might not be what we were looking for. Unfortunately, you know, there's a precedent in this matter. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Imam Sheikh. The last speaker is uh, Honorable Kwangwa. 
No, Speaker, I just want to clarify one matter. To say that I think we should also accept and understand that parties, parties and party caucuses process matters differently. That some of us who have positions on these matters and communicating our opinions. We have a standing position to say, unless the party that is filing the motion doesn't have a problem with an open ballot, we will support always support a second ballot. If the party is okay with moving and having an open ballot, we're okay with it, obviously we would have to respect that party. But our default position on matters such as this one is always a second ballot for the reason that we are the ones who actually took the matter and the speaker to court on this particular issue. So we can't be sitting on the fence on matters that have to do with this issue. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Guangua. Uh, honorable members, Today, the date is the 10th of March, and our, our sitting, which will consider this matter, is the 30th of March, which means we have plus minus 20 days within which uh, our parties could discuss this matter and engage on the matter. I did say indeed that I'm ruling on the matter, but when matter issues were raised, I then said, it's okay. Parties are free to make formal submissions to the office of the speaker. Now, we have another programming committee next week on the 17th, I think on Thursday the 17th, and there will be another one. In fact, we will have two programming committees, make committee meetings before the date of the 30th. And I thought really uh, we would seriously uh, consider what was raised by Honorable Singh, which is that he will go to his parties and that even other members could do the same thing. But the matter is much as I have ruled on the matter that this is provided for in our own rules, that even in a hybrid sitting, you are allowed to exercise your vote and you are allowed freedom of expression and diversity of views is expressed on a hybrid system. And therefore, honorable members, allow me to rule that. Those of you who have reservations about my ruling will then make your formal submissions. And of course, I will not sit on the formal submissions. I will bring the formal submissions to a discussion and Dr. Mulder has requested that we provide uh, the, this team with a legal opinion, we will, legal advice, which we have sought, I will do so. In fact, if you others may be privy to the letter which I wrote to the ATM, which explains the processes and explains the position which I have taken, and honorable members, are free to get hold of that letter which I wrote to the ATM, which explains and justifies the position of the speaker. Now, I will also talk to the legal team to then provide you with a copy of the ruling or the advice which has been given to the office of the presiding officer. On that note, honorable members, I am now closing this matter. We have taken uh, just about 40 minutes discussing a matter arising out of the minutes. 
Honorable members, may I proceed to invite Advocate Dau to present a, a report on the from the committee section. Good morning, Honorable Madam Speaker and Honorable Members, colleagues. Our report starts at slide number seven. On this slide, um, we just indicated that the PCO on COCTA has finalized the Disaster Management Act Amendment Bill. The next update is on slide number nine. On this slide, we just provide further details about public hearings that are going on by PC on Home Affairs with regard to electoral loss amendment bill. The committee is having two teams, one in Limpopo currently and another one in KZN. The other provinces, the dates are indicated on the slide. The next update on slide number 10. On this slide, just want to report that the Standing Committee on Finance has finalized the fiscal framework uh, and the matter is now on the order paper. The next slide is slide number 11. On this slide, the PC on communications is planning to analyze the future appointments for SABC, MDDA, ICASA on the 15th of March. The next update is on slide number 12. On this slide, the PC on COCTA has finalized the salary determination of CRL commissioners. The next update is on slide number 16. On this slide, the PC on communication has finalized a petition that was received from the resident of Jansenville and Kleplat from the Dr. Beas Nudier local municipality in Eastern Cape. This concludes our report, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, uh, Advocate Dawu. Thank you. Thank you for that presentation. Honorable members, are there any comments you'd like to make on the report from the committee section? None, honorable members. We then proceed to receive a report from the bill's office and I recognize Dr. Bata. Good morning, honorable speaker, honorable members and colleagues. Um, the honorable speaker has already reported that there's business that lapsed last year and it has since been revived. On our report on section A, the following bills were revived and are to be considered by the House. Um, the first one appear on item one, the National Health Amendment Bill. Number two is the Pension Funds Amendment Bill. And the next one appear on item four, the Ease of Doing Business Amendment Bill. And Mr. Dow has already reported as well that the COPTA Committee reported on Disaster Management Amendment Bill which appears in item five, and the report is also to be considered. And on section C, the fiscal framework was passed by both houses, re resulting in the referral of the Division of Revenue Bill and the Appropriation Bill to the Standing Committee on Appropriations. And both bills appear on section C, item 39 and 40. 
Thank you, Madam Speaker. That's all from the Pulse Office. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Mbata. Thank you very much for that presentation. Honorable members, are there any issues you would like to raise or comments you'd like to make related to the bill's report? As a hand, ma'am, by the Deputy Chief of the Opposition. Deputy Chief Whip, Honorable Kwahume. Uh, no, oh no, sorry, Speaker. I'll raise it on the on the other matters that were not revived in the House, not the bills. Sorry, just I'll lower my hand. Okay. Thank you very much, Honorable Any other hands? Okay, none, Honorable Members. And uh, we may then uh, proceed to receive a report on the draft parliamentary program. And I hand over to the programming group, Ms. Lisuma. Honorable uh Member. Thank, thank you very much, Honorable Speaker, and uh, good morning, colleagues and uh, Honorable Members. Honorable Speaker, if you may allow me, I'm not going to, uh, to go through the report. I'll only deal with this week, which is week seven and eight, noting that the framework had been agreed, so it's according to the framework, and also nothing has changed as yet. Uh, and also you have spoken to the issue of the 30th, which you have suggested. Uh, we'll take note of that. Uh, which falls under the week of the 10th, which is an oversight week. However, then if the meeting agrees, then the 30th will, will be populated accordingly. Chair, uh, if I may, then we are today. Uh, I'm not going to deal with the programming week because it's now and also the caucus, but just to highlight for completeness of the report of the pro tabling of the suggested program is that on 14 hours till 16 hours will be hybrid uh, plenary sitting, uh, starting with the condolences of our late uh, honorable members, may their soul rest in peace, honorable Gose and honorable Tlo, uh, followed by the consideration of the report of communication, uh, financial report statement and state of information technology agency, followed by the first and the second quarter report of tourism uh, PC report. The, 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 the Friday then, which is, is, is a standard one, is a committee committee day. And uh, those committees that are sitting have been atc accordingly. Week eight, uh, the standard one, Monday and Tuesday, the morning of, of Tuesday is the usual one committee day. And then uh, worth noting, honorable speaker and honorable members, is the 14-hour Tuesday hybrid city, which will start by the member statement and the debate which you have covered under the matter arising, we have put there. That's why it's it's put in red for the endorsement of the committee this morning. The debate on agent matter on national public importance under the uh, the leader of the opposition, which is the impact of the Russian Federation invasion of Ukraine of of, of on on the south. South African economic, which is an impact, and uh, then followed by the committee reports, which will be populated when the ATC will be processed accordingly, and then motions without notice and, uh, and, 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 and notices of motion. Wednesday, worth noting, uh, Honorable Speaker, is the hybrid sitting that will be oral report on governance cluster. 
and uh, followed by the following day, which would be the, I'll skip the, the, the morning one, I'll deal to with the noon one, which is a hybrid sitting, which would be the questions to the Honorable President. Uh, Chairperson, I, 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 I must say that uh, that's uh, um, I present the report for committee's comment or questions if there would be any questions. But uh, that, that's it, Honorable Chair. But probably if before I, 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 I sit down is that uh, uh, the, the issues that have been revived accordingly, you, 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 you talk to that they will be then also accordingly be populated in the program and it will be reflected, but we're not going to take, we'll take them in a chunk of six or, or five so that we don't spend more time in the, in the house. At least we spend more like four, four, four hours or not more than that, but they will be uh, uh, incrementally populated in the program. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Suma, for the report. Honorable members, a report on the draft parliamentary program has been presented and you have observed in the report that we have included the item which uh, was proposed by the leader of the opposition party, Honorable Stian Hazen, on the issue of Russia and Ukraine and its impact on our economy in South Africa. Are you happy? We have it for the 15th of uh, March. We have the following hands, Madam Speaker. Honorable Singh, Honorable Wahube, Honorable Mkalipi. Yes, that's it. Thank you very much. Honorable uh, Singh. Uh, no, thank you, Honorable Speaker. You've clarified I, uh, the 15th of March is the proposed date. No, thank you. I missed that earlier on. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Honorable Wahube. Speaker. I just wanted to just uh, to just find out uh, from Honorable Lesuma whether or not the um, the matter of the lotteries board and the other outstanding items that need to be reintroduced will it, it will fall part of that item that says committee reports to be confirmed. I just need for planning purposes to understand whether or not they'll be reintroduced next week. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable um, my next uh, speaker on the list is Honorable Mukadipi. No, I'm covered, Speaker. Thanks. Thank you very yeah. much. Honorable Mazoni, the Chief Whip of the Opposition. Thank you very much, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, a, a word of thanks from the Democratic Alliance. It's been a long time since one of our requests for an urgent debate um, has been um, dealt with as quickly as this one has. And I appreciate and I would like to appreciate publicly the speed in which you uh, organize that it be programmed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Mazzoni. Um, Honorable Lisuma, would you like to address the issues raised by Honorable Wahube? And Honorable Mkalipi. Honorable Speaker, my apology, I didn't hear the first two speakers. I'll ask uh, uh, Mr. Tasso just to respond on that so that I don't delay the meeting. Thank you very much, Honorable Sumi. Mr. Tasso. Madam Speaker, the issue from the uh, Deputy Chief of the Opposition was whether additional items that were not revived 
would still be revived. And I think the programming web could give guidance on that, but specifically on the lot lotteries matter. Uh, my understanding is that the reason why it was not revived is because there's been a statement that um, the board could be disbanded, the lotteries board, and therefore to fill a vacancy while the, the, while the board is being disbanded, um, I guess that, that would not be that would not be ideal. So that is my understanding um, on the lotteries board. But I would also like to say that should the honourable member believe that there are other items that lapsed that need to be revived, uh, I'm sure that that matter can be raised with the chief whip or the programming whip, and that will be considered. It is not necessarily the case that uh, items that have been, that have lapsed have to be revived. Some items are never revived. So if there is a specific item that needs to be revived, the deputy chief whip can obviously make the submission to that effect. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Kasso. Um, honorable members, that is the response from uh, Mr. Kasso, who is Secretary of the National Assembly. Are there any other matters arising from the report of the program group? Sorry, Speaker. Honorable <clears throat> Thank you very much. Just for, for, for my clarity then, I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Klauser, then I would need to then understand that based on the statement, does then that mean um, it will not necessarily be revived, the matters of the National Lotteries Board? Um, and, and so what then is the process there unfolding? Because of course, members in that committee are expecting the matter to come to the committee again, or at least be revived in the house to go to the committee. I just, for my own clarity, um, if you can just maybe uh, provide me with just an explanation of how then would you handle a situation where there has been a proposal for the disbandment of the board, does that then mean that parliament does not consider it again? Um, but just for my own clarity, thank you. Honourable uh, Mr. Castle. Madam Speaker, I see there is a hand from the Chief Whip, but just to explain what happens with revived items. Please. Okay, before I, allow you, before I allow you to proceed, may I invite the Chief Whip of the Majority Party? Network. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Speaker. Honourable Speaker, yeah, uh, is terrible today. Yes, uh, Honourable Speaker, uh, just to, to, to respond, um, the current um, board is not correcting the current board, but uh, there was a report uh, from SIU which implicates some other members of the board, the very board that is not correcting. And therefore, <laughs> that statement that was calling for disbandment or, of, uh, or dissolution of that board was responded to in the House by, by, by the minister. I think uh, if the, 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 the committee want to take up the matter, they, still, uh, they are still in their right to take up the matter based on what was, was, was the response uh, of the minister based on that statement. So uh, that is why that matter was not uh, uh, really revived uh, because uh, already uh, we knew that there are a lot of, 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 of problems in that board. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Chief Wee. 
Is there any other hand which I've not recognized before I allow Mr. Castle to speak to the matter? Just one last thing from my side, Speaker. No, thank you, uh, Honorable Chief. No, no, no. Wait now. All right. Deputy Chief Whip of the Opposition Party, Ms. Kwakobe, you raised a matter, and I allowed for more speakers after you. Before I allow for Mr. Castle to respond or clarify the issue which you have raised, now I am inviting Mr. Castle to respond to what you have raised with regards to the Lotteries Board and may other issues which may have been dealt with in 2021, which have since lapsed. So you are now raising an, a matter before we've even responded to the first one which you have raised. Will you please allow me now to chair the meeting and invite Mr. Castle to respond to the issue you have raised. Mr. Castle? Madam Speaker, I wanted to, um, with your permission, explain that when a matter is revived, there are basically two options. Firstly, the matter must be revived, which means it's activated. Um, and that enables the House to deal with it. So the House can either take a decision on the matter, say to pass the matter or rather approve the matter or to reject it. The other option would be for the House to refer a matter back to the committee for reconsideration or further consideration. So that, that's really what happens with the matter that has been revived by the House. But in this instance, the issue seems to be that because the board is likely to be disbanded or, dis or dissolved, um, whether it would really be um, the correct thing to do to revive a matter while the board itself is being disbanded. So the understanding is that if the board is being disbanded or dissolved, the matter will be started um, afresh uh, through the pro processes prescribed by the law. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Mr. Castle. Honorable member, is the clarity provided by Mr. Castle good with you? Are you happy? Th thank you, Speaker. Thanks for the recognition. Yes, um, th that that is that is fine. Uh, I will then just you know just confer with the table on on how then best to deal with it because obviously the statement about the disbandment was made in response to a member statement. My understanding is that it's not necessarily a decision that has been taken, but it was a statement that was made by the minister. However, I'm happy to just take it offline just so that I can guide my members accordingly. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honourable Thank you very much. Honourable members, that was uh, the draft parliamentary program. And from what I'm hearing, we do agree with the parliamentary program. Um, we now proceed. Remember earlier on, in my opening remarks, Honourable member, I did raise a matter which uh, has been uh, raised with me by the Honorable Kwakube, raised a matter with my office, and that is the Zondo Commission report. Now, I did say that I will afford you an opportunity to discuss the matter once we are done with the report from the programming quick. 
just to say, to make the point, honorable members, that the president indicated that he would submit the full commission report to parliament by the 30th of June. Now, he also indicated that his intentions, uh, there will be a report with, with points to um, his intentions with regards to the implementation of its recommendations. That's the first point I would like to make, that he will present a report before the 30th of June, and that he will indicate to us his intentions uh, in the implementation of the commission's recommendations. The second matter is once the report is submitted to us, the rules committee will meet to discuss the processing of the report. This may as well entail referring some aspects of the report to particular committees, honorable members. Three, to the extent that the report deals with the role of parliament as a constitutional body, depending on the issues raised, the rules committee or joint rules committee will deal with the matters. And lastly, honorable members, just to caution us and say that we cannot be conclusive on this until the report is formally tabled before us. And of course, it should be tabled with an implementation plan where applicable. I submit, honorable members, and I want to invite you to comment on that submission. Any hands, honorable members? Honorable Kwakube, ma'am. Honorable Deputy Chief Whip, Kwakube. Uh, thank you very much, Speaker, and uh, and thank you for the response and for including it for, for discussion here. Uh, I, I accept the point that the report will be tabled uh, by the President to Parliament on the 30th. Um, the argument that I, I did uh, sort of further in, in my letter was that we, we then need to, as Parliament, understand that there were a number of, uh, you know, damning findings essentially um, against the functioning of parliament, particularly as it pertains to holding the executive to account. And uh, you've now said that what we will have to do is take that matter or at least the report to unpack it in the rules committee, because it would be my submission uh, speaker that there are a number of things that we as parliament, aside from what the president will table and say are the, his recommendations. There are matters that we as parliament need to consider on how we do our business. And that is the, 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 the issue I was raising with you, that how will, what would be the process then in unpacking that report, making it part of our, our business so that we can make sure that where parliament was found wanting, where there were many issues that we were found wanting on, that we address it as, as, as proactively as possible over and above 
what the president would say and what the president would table to us. But if you are proposing that we wait for the, uh, the report to be tabled in June, and then from that point on, look at the different aspects and the different portfolios that would need to deal with it, I can accept that. Um, and, and I would just argue then that there has to be a process where we as the legislature look at the role of parliament as it pertains to enabling or at least having aided and abated um, aspects of state capture. But uh, I can accept that we can wait for that report. Um, but uh, I do think you are right in, in saying that the matter must be sent to the Rules Committee, because I think that there's a lot of, of, of things that we need to tighten as a national legislature in dealing with something like this in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Wahube. Uh, I think, honorable members, we all agree that much as the report is out in public, because remember when the president received the report right from the beginning, the report was available on the president's website. However, the president has not formally, formally presented the report to parliament. And it is expected, as I have said, that by the time the president presents that report to parliament, that report will be accompanied by an implementation plan. It is at that point that we will then discuss this matter at the rules committee and consider the way forward with regards to the committees which may be affected by the recommendations on the on the from the report so i think we all agree and in fact much as the president says uh, 30th of june it says it may be presented to us by the 30th of june which is therefore his deadline the deadline he has set for himself he may as well present the report before the 30th of june so if we agree here, honorable members, for us to wait for the president to present the report and his plan of action, and then discuss the matter at the rules committee and look at how the different committees will deal with the matters contained in the report. Honorable members, I do not see Honourable, your hand. Honorable Speaker. Honorable Singh, yes. Thank you, Honourable Madam President. No, no, I agree with you fully. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Secondly, the submission that you've made uh, to us about this matter, could the Secretariat just send it to us uh, as political parties for our records? Because it was uh, a submission that I think we need to record. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Honorable, next uh, hand, I'm sorry. Kwan Kwan. Honorable Kwan Kwan, yes. Honorable Kwangwa, you have the floor. Honorable Kwangwa, you have the floor. She might be having network issues. I the next hand, is there any other hand? God disconnected speaker, sorry. Uh, I'm here now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Honorable Kwangwa. We all you know, have, speaker, we you, are, you are quite right, Speaker. You are quite right. You are 
you are being procedural in how you deal with the report. I think you're 100% correct. We agree with you. Uh, but I think there's a point which I wanted to make, which I think Honorable Singh also wanted to make, that is it possible for your office to formalize this in writing as to how we're going to tackle the report? Okay. Exactly okay. these sentiments you've shared with us. Thank you. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Honorable Bonkwa. Uh, Mr. Kaso, will you please make sure that uh, we provide uh, all parties with the remarks which are the way forward, the points I've made here with regards to how we will uh, proceed once the report has been presented to Parliament. I will certainly do that, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Castle. Now, honorable members, I now proceed. Are there any announcements, Mr. Castle? No, no, Madam Speaker, not from my office. Okay, if there are none, members must may have noticed, of course, uh, noted the fact that in the in the programming committee that on Thursday, Thursday the seventeenth, the president will answer questions in our national assembly. So please take note of that. Otherwise, honorable members, there aren't other, any other uh, announcements. Madam uh, Speaker, it's Tasha. Yes, honorable Mazzoni. Um, Madam Speaker, I wonder if I could just ask, will the president be physically in the house or will he be joining us on the hybrid for the questions and answer session? Okay, usually honorable members, I, I leave it to the president. I write up... Uh, to the time when he indicates, I know he is available to answer questions. He has not as yet indicated his unavailability to, a, to the National Assembly. In other words, it's a hybrid uh, system. It's provided for in the rules. I will await him to indicate to us whether he will be physical or he will be, or will be on the virtual platform. Usually, Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Mazzoni. Um, any other matters, Honorable Members, uh, relevant to announcements? It seems we have none. Honorable Members, may I just remind you that on Tuesday, just a reminder, but Tuesday, yes, I will meet the two Nashtashas, Honorable Mazzoni, Honorable Nklangwini. However, the discussion of that those issues, that report, does not belong here. I will not bring the report to this meeting because it is not necessary. We will simply discuss uh, in a civilized manner and conclude the matters. And I will simply give you a report that we have met or we have not been able to meet. I'm sure the programming committee does not expect us to report details of what shall have been discussed in that meeting. Thank you, honorable members. I now adjourn the meeting until the 17th of uh, March. Thank you, Honorable Members. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Recording stopped.